bandwidth for This Week in Photo is provided by the CashFly Content Delivery Network. Send your web content blazingly fast with CashFly. And now, pay as you go. Start with two terabytes free by going to C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com and use the promo code TWIP. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. The super simple cloud accounting software that's giving thousands of freelancers and small businesses the tools to save time billing and get paid faster. Try it free at freshbooks.com slash TWIP. Be sure to check out the TWIP School Veterans Day Sale. Three of our most popular courses, Pocket Shooters, Aurora HDR 2017 Demystified, and Digital Video Alchemy, reduced from $147 to just $47 each, but only for a few days. Just use the coupon code TWIPVETERAN at checkout. GoPro recalls its Karma Drone, Snapchat's new Spectacle Shades, and Microsoft plans to bring 3D to everyone. It's Monday, November 14th, 2016, and this is TWIP 491, The Gravity of Karma. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Joining me this week to discuss some interesting stories. Not all of them are photography-related, but we're going to make it feel like they're photography-related. I'm joined by Mr. Tim Ingle of Tim Ingle Photography and the angry millennial himself, <laughs> Mr. Jose Rosado. Hey, uh, Frederick. How you doing? Tim, we, before we started rolling, since, since Jose has claimed the angry moniker for, for millennials, what do we call you and I? What, what, are, what are you going to be? The, the somewhat complacent? Yeah, the, <laughs> the passive uh, button put? I don't know. <laughs> the exhausted. We're, we're the denial generation. There you go. We're, we're, denial. Ar- we're exhausted. We're in denial, and that's why the millennials are angry. See, that's right. Because yeah. we're handing them a world that we kind of screwed up a little bit. So. No, I think I think you're good. I think it's like the crusty baby boomers. They're the ones to blame. Yeah. There you go. There you go. The crusty baby boomers. Jeez. And then the next generation after you, Jose. We were saying because they have to deal with. Like melting polar ice caps and and rising temperatures, and and SPFs the, of like one hundred. Yeah, right, right. We call them what the 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 bacon generation was. It Tim called it. Right? That's right. Yeah, that works. Bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so, Jose, what have you been up to, man? I know you were just running around, sitting in hot tubs in Puerto Rico, and <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy stuff because. That's what yeah. you do, right? Yeah. What's, what's going it, on, man? Dude, you were missed, man. You were missed. I got all excited when I saw that uh, you were in the Facebook group. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't make it. I couldn't yeah, make it. Yeah. yeah, I was busy burning the world down. You know. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I won't. I won't highlight it too much and make you feel too salty. But it was fun. It was fun. So. It was good. It was good. And uh, it was great. I, oddly enough, I've I've known for years, but never met Jay Kicks or Aaron Nace. So it was great to finally meet those guys and hang out. Um, Aaron Nace is one of my heroes, man. He's a, yeah. he's a he's a content creating, Photoshop manipulating, internet marketing machine. That yeah, dude. and he's been doing it for a while. You know what I mean? And he was one of the first guys who really started putting out that. You know, like him and Chase, but not that free content, the free tutorials, and and really kind of getting all that going. And uh, it was it was great to hang out. People have been copying them left and right, and yep. and very few, if any, have been successful at recreating the model. Exactly. Well, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you back on. Thanks. Good to be back. All right. Also, Mr. Tim Ingle from up north in Sacktown, Sacramento. That's right. 
What's going on, Tim? Frederick, hey, nice to see you again. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while. We were going on a roll for a while where I saw you all the time and then, you know, nothing. Yeah, then it just fell off. I know. I mean, I've been keeping up with you vicariously. You've been shooting all over the place, right? Uh, trying. Just just trying to keep it going. You know, I'm glad to get through October between my boys, you know, Friday night football. Yeah. And, you know, I'm part of the, the haunted house of the Preston Castle still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just running and putting miles on and... I wish it was all photo related, but uh, that was kind of my uh, my month of everything else. It seemed like oh, stay busy, man. Stay busy because you know what happens when you're not busy. Yep, yep. Needs so... grow and rust forms. That's what happens. <laughs> yep. And then <laughs> now, just planning for the rest of well, you know, one month left. Basically, I think I got like thirty days left in the year of anything. So that's yeah. it. Yeah, twenty twenty sixteen went like that, didn't it? Is I feel like I was just saying that about twenty fifteen. It's yeah. It's, yeah, it it did go by pretty quick. I don't think anyone really kind of realized it. And I think I think it's a global conspiracy. I think the 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 world is actually spinning a little faster. It just keeps shortening. It's getting faster, man. But they're trying to keep it from us because they don't want to freak everybody out. <laughs> yeah, I believe um, it. Yeah, could happen. Could happen. All right, guys, let's jump into this featured stories for this week. Story number one. This is this is bittersweet. It's about GoPro. So GoPro, you guys remember, so they, they announced the Karma drone. We talked about them on TWIP a while back. They announced that Karma drone, and then right on the heels of that, um, DJI released their Mavic drone, mm-hmm. right? And uh, which some would argue, including me, is a superior product to the Karma drone, kind of taking the wind out of the GoPro sales, right? So... Man, there was that yeah. that they were dealing with. And then on election day, November 8th, right, mm-hmm. they they announced that they were recalling all the drones. <laughs> oh, man. Apparently, apparently the some of the drones, not all of them, but some of them suffer from airborne narcolepsy. So they kind of they kind of fall out of the sky unexpectedly. What? So they recalled all of them. Like if you own a GoPro Karma, we're putting a link in the notes for this episode. But you, if you go to GoPro.com/slash 2016 Karma Return, then right. uh, there's all the instructions and the FAQ on what to do, and you know you can hand carry them into a Best Buy and all all this stuff. It's just a big mess for these guys, and they were hoping. I don't know. I'm not, I don't sit in the board meetings with GoPro, but I would imagine that GoPro was kind of hoping that this would be a turnaround product for them to help them kind of get, you know, not that they're out of the game, but it would help them, you know, stay relevant. Yeah. Stay relevant, gain some yardage or something. Right. And now this just a big slap in the face. It's like, you know, you're already on the Titanic and you're sinking (laughs) And yet another iceberg. And then the know. lifeboat doesn't float. <laughs> yeah, then the lifeboat yeah. doesn't float or you run out of gas or something. Yep. Tim, you saw this, man. What, what, do, you, what do you think? I mean, is no. it, and, what's yeah, up with GoPro? You know, I think the one thing, obviously, with GoPro, it's like, you know, like I have my GoPro. It's, what, two generations old? Yeah. yeah. And it's still fine. I still use it and it still does its thing. Um, so there is no need for me to buy another GoPro. So I think this product was going to be the one thing that, you know, got relevant again. And I obviously was another market and watching the specs, you know, I think you and I both were like going back and forth, even that day on stuff mm-hmm. um, and looking at it and like, you know, all the things that I complained about initially with my drone, which was the repairability and the the size and all those kind of things were addressed. 
And even the idea of taking that camera gimbal off and doing the handheld. Yeah, because you and I are both Osmo owners. So right. that was kind of like, yeah, you're putting your chocolate in my peanut butter. Oh, so, you know, I thought, wow, all these pieces sound great. Um, but then God, then DJI just like, boom. That was almost next day. Yeah. Hits yeah. it. And um, I mean, it just is amazing to me that a company of GoPro stature um, you know you can't screw that up. You know you have to get that right out of the gate. Uh-huh. That thing has to fly and fly high. I mean, yeah, yeah, and, but yeah. In a lot of ways, you had to be a sniper with your with the whole supply chain thing. And I would imagine that they were marking, they were marching towards, you know, that show. Was it CES? Was it CES when they when they pushed them out? Was it? Yeah, whatever show that was. So they they were marching towards that. I can imagine the stress in the marketing department and engineering and all that to get this thing out. And at a certain point, you got to make decisions, right? You got to you got to say, yeah, yes or no. I can see engineers saying, OK, boss, do you want it to do this or not? Or the software is buggy. Do you want to push it out or do not? You want it to, do you want it to fly or not? Or no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But boy, I, I mean, what, what's worse, though, delayed by, a, you know, a short time and then coming out strong or coming out and just getting recalled mm-hmm. every single one of them. Yeah, Jose, you saw this 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 article, right? I mean, GoPro is dropping I actually, out of the sky. I actually didn't. Like I said, oh. I was in Puerto, I was in Puerto Rico a week, and we didn't have much service. So, oh no, yeah. yeah. So I just got back late last night, and today I was in um, I was in Baltimore City at the Entrepreneur Expo all day. So oh. news oh, to me, this is wild and it's crazy. This is crazy, right? I mean, that's literally like the one thing people freak out and hope they're drone never does you know like well yeah, you, guy. You, yeah 40 like, feet in the air it's the nightmare scenario mm-hmm. so you're, yeah. yeah you're lucky if it's only 40 feet in the air imagine if you're you know you're 400 feet in the air and the thing right. gains you know is able to get up to terminal velocity on its way back down to the ground right. and you know over a soccer field of kids yeah or somebody's wow. baby yeah. or something yeah. right i haven't thought of that yeah yeah, I mean, it could really end badly. I would have, they did the right thing by recalling these things. Right, but, yeah. I mean, we know. all hope they learned from, like, the Tylenol debacle in the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they just recalled everything, you know, and was swift. And like, all right, our bad. You know, when yeah. a lot of companies still try and think, oh, well, let's run the numbers. Is the percentage of people who may die, you know, able to be, uh, you know, settled by our lawyers and we'll even out, we'll still work out near their end. It's like, no, or or pull a right Volkswagen, thing. pull a Volkswagen, and say, "Yeah, oh let's, uh, let's 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 on purpose hack the code to try yeah, to right. you know, fool people, and then hope we don't get caught." What's the right. likelihood that we'll get caught? Uh, let's well. take that risk. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that didn't work out so well, did it? Volkswagen? <laughs> no, it did not. Yeah, it did not. Yeah. So, I mean, but this has been a year of that, right? 2016. So we've got this recall from GoPro. There was mm-hmm. the whole Samsung exploding phone fiasco. Right? Oh my god! And you know that was the first time I was on a plane since that happened. Yeah. And yeah. they literally made people like check the phones. Yeah, the last flight I was get on, on a plane. They didn't, yeah. they didn't check them, but they made the announcement with the you know the whole part of the the uh, announcements before you take off when they say make sure you know you turn off your gear and all that stuff, and they specifically right. said Samsung. <laughs> Oh they specifically said the first time I ever heard them like use a brand name in the negative. Normally right. they say, make sure you turn off your iPads and iPhones and mobile devices and whatever. This time they're like, you know, no Samsung phones, you know, the Galaxy 7s are allowed on this flight. If you have right. one, please let us know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. And I, was I mean, like, and how, oh, do, yeah. how do you come back from this stuff? I mean, what does GoPro do? Do they come back and say, okay, these are now perfectly fixed and they're $500. Yeah. I don't know. This is going to be interesting though. From a, that's a good point. And from a marketing perspective, I want to see what they do. Like, what yeah. do you do when you have a product like this and you're already struggling and you put out a product that's, you know, I want to say it's a dud, but it shipped with some flaws, right? That have to mm-hmm. be corrected. You have to A, regain trust traction traction and market share because once all the people because gopro launched this thing they launched the karma then dji launched the mavic so the people that were going to buy the karma saw the mavic and are like oh no i'm going to that party instead right and the people that actually did pull the trigger on the karma have to send them back and those people arguably still want a drone so they're gonna go buy a mavic right so you don't get that market share back you're done you don't get it back yeah Yeah. so now and the mavic is a superior product which means it's sticky so now when gopro comes out with okay really this time (laughs) you know we got it it will stay in the air we promise Mm -hmm. so what do they do yeah they gotta do something like whether like you said whether it's a you know, maybe they offer people, hey, look, if you don't want it, we get it. We'll do a buyback program or, you know, there's got to be some like uh, incentive, in, right? Incentive, re- right. Incentive to say, hey, look, our bad. You know what I mean? And well, but the, then, the incentive was I heard I don't, I couldn't find an article on this, but someone was I think my neighbor Matt was telling me about this. But he was saying that the, that they had offered to give the people that bought the Karmas Hero Blacks, you know, the, the GoPro cameras. Right. And I'm thinking. Yeah, that's great. But, you know, for the people, it's like, you know, I bought a car. Now I have to turn the car back in. But instead, they're going to give me a steering wheel, you know. Right. <laughs> they're giving me a window shade. Yeah, a window yeah. shade. Yeah. You know, like, or car seats, you know. Like, right. I kind of wanted to fly, dude. But thanks for the – I think it's a nice gesture. But at the same time, it's Probably like, not uh, enough. No. Yeah, honestly. But then you say, well, what is enough? For yeah. some people, like, you know, when they're pissed, right, oh, and they're – Right, yeah, and and they're totally negative. There's nothing you can do. You, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, here's a voucher. Here's this. Here's that. And you go, no, it's a principal thing. Mm-hmm. I'm done. So it's like, you know, yeah, some people you're just not going to be able to get back. And it's the worst possible time to like right before the holidays, right before Black oh, yeah. Friday. Oh, yeah. Right? It's... All that money is it's like, I if I was the CEO over there, I'd be like, are you guys kidding me right now? What are you trying to do to me? What are you trying oh, and they, they got hammered the next day after DJI. Yeah. Stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw that today. I, I saw today. Like, I don't. I, I meant to figure out what the hell was going on, but I saw all the like software stock and everything else was was going down a lot today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of reasons why that stuff's happening. And then there's a what was the other one I talked about last week? I think it was Nikon. You guys mm-hmm. remember the, the Nikon Key Mission 360? Uh-huh. That. So I bought yeah. one and. Really? You were yeah, the only I, person, I think. I get it home. I try to set that thing up, and I'm all excited. The hardware, the camera itself feels robust. I mean, right, it felt yeah. like badass. This thing was, like, really cool. So I'm trying to get it set up, and I've got a 1,000 devices over here that I pair with my phone, right? right. <laughs> I try to pair this thing. Nope, cannot pair. Nope, cannot pair. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Is there, like, oh, some wow. magic switch? So I get online. I do what any of us would do, right? You get online, Google problems with key mission 360 you know everybody's having some guy made a youtube video because he apparently he figured out the rosetta stone to get it to sync (laughs) 
go out into a field with no other signals. <laughs> yeah. Stand on one end, say just, you know, say yeah. the alphabet backwards, and just watch, up. just watch, watch your head for all the falling drones. But yeah, yeah exactly. Probably. Yeah, I even tried that; it didn't work. So I, I just, I ended up sending it back. And it's, well, so I read wow. it. The first, the, so the next day that it, well, it came out on what a Wednesday or something over here at my local camera store, and I rented it for the, the um, for the castle. Mm. And actually, I sat in the in the store and I got it to pair. You did. I got it to work, and I. You're and the it, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the and one I read about online. I got it out to the castle, and I did. I took it around, and I did still shots, and I did the timer, so I'd step out of the way and did 360. But yeah. here was the thing: it's like so uploading that to Facebook, which is was the goal for marketing for that stuff. Um, it doesn't play 360. It shows the goofy long image so it wouldn't do its 360 thing which i don't know if there's a driver for facebook that wouldn't well did you did you do the you know when you create a 360 you have to actually re-inject the the metadata into it well it says i, I mean i went through the app it says upload into 360 you know so that's mm. just, and then of course i had to turn it back in so that was as far as i got but it worked initially um and the quality looked what you know good and i figured out kind of some workarounds so um if it works out on the software end I wasn't disappointed by the, by the, I call. wanted that thing to work so bad. Cause you know, you were both theta people, right? So right. yeah, I wanted it to work so bad. And cause it's four kids. The main reason if for folks that don't know what the key mission 360 is. So it's a 360 camera. It's got two 180 hemispherical lenses that take, take video and still simultaneously. Then you stitch them together in software and you end up with a bubble of 360 video or stills that you can then upload to Facebook or YouTube and recreate the scene. Uh, there were some problems with that too, Tim. So people were saying that because of the design of the Key Mission 360, the lenses or the sensors are too far apart from each other. So you get a gap. The seam, yeah, more obvious. If I noticed for, that for too, things yeah. that were closer to the camera, it's okay if they're farther away, but things that are closer tend to get warped or missed right. or cut off. Which I I never had that problem with the with the Theta. So, yeah, because little Theta is like a stick of gum. Yeah, yeah, and now I understand why. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's another example, though. I mean, what I think what I wanted to get at. So this GoPro recall of the Karma drone, there's the, you know, the Samsung thing, this this Nikon thing, and probably more that I'm not even mentioning. Are we in this era where there's so much pressure on these manufacturers to innovate and put out the next new thing that they're rushing this stuff to market? And they're oh, yeah. lucky, we're lucky if it, if it's a good product now. I mean, even Apple, right? We're seeing yeah. stuff like this from Apple now. It used to be flawless and everything. Yeah. Like that, that Apple TV, when they launched that thing, it was half-baked. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I don't know. Jose, what do you think, man? Is, there, is it think, too much? I think you said it. It's, um, I think it's a conflict of a few things. And I think the biggest ones are that the competition within the market is just getting more and more, right? So, you're, you're putting more stress on the developers and engineers and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then, I think there's also a little bit of the theme of you know transparency right mm-hmm. where they're now saying okay we're going to put out like open betas we're going to put out like you know works in progress get your feedback and then we'll make it even better yeah. but traditionally they never did that so for a lot of people they're like oh. you know what i mean like i want a fully polished finished product and i don't really care to be you know part of the private beta and give you feedback and then right. You know, I just want like you know how most people are. Let's be real. Most Apple users are like your grandma, who just wants to turn it on and have it work. Yeah, and you well, know, and not even that. I mean, it's just yeah. people people that don't obsess over the 
the car. They they obsess over the. I I don't obsess over the car right. to use a metaphor. I obsess over the destination. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want to get there as comfortably and as reliably as possible. Right. But and it's not about work. the car. I mean, we're not yeah. in the fifties right. like working on our fifty-seven Chevys anymore, right? Right. The engine right. just work for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. I, I want to, I want a sealed for me at least. I know there's I'm you know I'm a sample size of one, so I know there are people that like to tinker on their computers, gamers, and right. like to put the cards in there and overclock them and doing all that stuff. That's fine. But for the stuff that I do, content creation. I just want the thing to work every time, yeah. you know, right. yeah. fast, yeah. flawlessly, and, you know, for a couple I, of years at least. I so agree. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, it, it's, I've now, I used to never be this way, but now I'm the type where I I won't wait as long as be possible, but I'll wait like a few weeks or a few months to upgrade anything. Right. Yeah. The yeah. the phone OS, my computer OS, like Photoshop, Lightroom. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, all that because it's just to me, it's just not worth it. And I, I literally see it all the time. You know, you go on on Facebook and you see all your photographer friends going, Hey, is Lightroom being weird for anybody else? Or hey, Photoshop's being weird. And I'm like, it still works for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm two generations back. I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what little tiny micro added feature you got, which you probably won't even use, but you felt the need to update. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And then you're basically doing the, you're doing the work of the QA and engineering team at mm-hmm. these companies for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. I was, a, I was like early adopter. You're a college student and you're, you're a poor college student that's signing up for some drug trial. Right. right. <laughs> I've been that guy. <laughs> You're like, it may, yeah. it may cause you to grow an extra limb out of your waist, but yeah. it yeah. only happens to a couple of people. So, but I we're going to be like, we're pretty sure it won't go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a three month test and I got $300 out of it. And that to oh. me was a lot of money because I was broke. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what was the trial, man? Are you allowed to say? Uh, I'll be honest. It was, it was actually a bipolar study. And you got free cognitive therapy. You got, uh, you're part of a blind, double blind test. So you got like either th- like medication one week or a sugar pill. All I did it for was the money. So Interesting. Like, right. yeah. You're like, I'm fine. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wasn't fine. No, I didn't. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I, part of me, I don't know if it's just me getting more mature or whatever but part of me is just like you know what we said this on the show last week we were talking about adobe max and photoshop's breakneck pace of innovation mm-hmm. you know coming out with these new features and new features that we didn't know we needed i'm like just slow down man you know it's you know it's like yeah. i think it's distracting people from the work like it distracts yeah. us from like the even cameras like these new cameras come out now it does this that 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 you know we spend right two months figuring out this new whiz bang feature and less work thinking about the next story that we could tell right i, I do have an, i used to be an early adopter on all that stuff but i can't i don't have the time now to, if it doesn't yeah. work yeah mm-hmm. and you said it. i mean to me it's like i think we're just kind of seeing the remember the like, whole megapixel race mm-hmm. right like what was that like 10 8, eight 10 years ago yeah i think we're cool. seeing that but within the more mature like you know computers and and you know every laptop all of a sudden having to be have a fake keyboard and be a tablet again and it's like eh. there's always got to be some kind of controversy right mac versus pc uh canon nikon canon nikon jpeg versus raw ios versus android right 
Uh, have you seen Have you seen the new iMac Killer that came from PC? You seen that? that? Yeah, I like that thing, man. That yeah. thing's beautiful looking. That that I we talked about that on the show because that little thing you're talking about the Microsoft Surface. Yeah. it was like it was like yeah it was like an iMac but they could fold down yes. and come back up right yeah i was looking at that thing and i uh you know it, it it would if i wasn't so embedded into the butt cheek that is apple <laughs> I, would, I would i would get it you know but, but i when, just i'm in this ecosystem yeah I'm i was gonna say when's the last time you've been on windows like a Windows operating system. It's been you know years I mean? since it's been years right. since I moved a mouse on a Windows machine. Right. Like and I then wouldn't, you... I wouldn't know how to get around. I uh, the only way I could get around on a Windows machine is if you launched a browser for me. Then I could get around. <laughs> and then and then you figure even that's Windows 10. So uh-huh. that didn't have a speak speaking of buggy launches and all that stuff. Right. I mean that that from what I understand it still is like breaking people's computers. Yeah, and you can't even roll back, you know. It sucks. I don't know. But people, when we did that show, uh, people were talking about, yeah, Windows is awesome now. All the people, you know, all the, but because we were, uh, uh, Federico uh, Chile was on. We were talking mm-hmm. about how the, or he was saying, or I think we were both saying that Windows back in the day had this issue of over time it would slow down, and then you'd have to, yeah, because it would get like, saddled with viruses and everything else, right? So. And then people came out online, of course, to the defense of Windows, saying, "No, that's incorrect. Now, modern Windows has none of those problems, and it's fantastic, better than the Mac huh. OS." Huh. So, I, don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I don't know if 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 i got to the level where i had the time and the resources to buy a windows machine along with my mac setup to test it you know just sit here and like okay let me let me use the windows machine for a day and then go back to the mac yeah, you know just turn in turn in the ken rockwell yeah, yeah. The ken rockwell of of computer systems yeah, no, 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 no i can't do it. i can't do it. i just got so much other there's so many other cool things to do to right worry about the toolbox you know yeah, yeah, yeah. frederick's so, gonna fly his drone and uh, do his 360 work right come in on, his house man. come on that's right i, I wouldn't mind getting one. a tour i've only <laughs> seen two rooms in your old house come on over yeah come on over <laughs> my room my house has a few rooms in it. Nice. so i think in in uh should we call this bad karma bad karma yeah Oh, maybe. No, I don't know. I don't want to see. I don't. I don't want to name this episode something that will <laughs> haunt you. That's, well, that, that will literally come full circle. I don't. I don't want to like pile on to GoPro because I want them to survive. I think they're a great yeah. company. They make a great product. So I don't want to pile on and and ex, you know expedite their demise if they're heading in that direction. I want them to fi- figure it out and fix this and do something cool. I think DJI needs competition i was hoping that right. there was going to be some some strong competition there's other companies out there that make drones but dji is like the distance between them and those other guys is getting wider and wider and we were hoping that gopro was gonna come out with something that was gonna at least you know put something else on the horizon but well and of all things i was hoping with the idea of the gopro repairability that that would help that issue mm-hmm. you know if you have something wrong with the dji it's like Good luck oh yeah, them. don't don't get me started with that with the DJI support. Right, so there is like that's where that pushing DJ would... the phrase DJI support is like military intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's an oxymoron, my friend. Right. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> that's coming from a veteran. Here. Yeah, no, that was pretty humorous. All happy, right, happy belated Veterans Day, by the way. Thank you, thank you very yeah. much. 
Thank you very much. All right. So uh, you see these, you guys see these quotes I put in here about karma? Uh, let's no, see. Let me yeah. see. Let me read one. They're down. Oh, yeah. So here's a quote. I try to live with the idea that karma is a very real thing. So I put out what I want to get back. <laughs> That's a quote from Megan Fox. These quotes, these karma quotes seem very appropriate to karma's falling out of the sky. That's right. <laughs> Uh, here's one from from uh, Chris Pine. You may know him from the new Star Trek series as Captain Kirk. He says, uh, I believe in luck and fate, and I believe in karma, that the energy you put out into the world comes back to meet you. <laughs> well, it sure does. That's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah, just don't stand under it when it's going back to right. meet you. <laughs> and then Andy Dick, you may know this comedian, he says, I used to steal a lot, but I don't do that anymore because I believe in karma. <laughs> so. oh, dude. She used to do that a lot guy. of things. Yeah. That guy, yeah. That guy is a nut. Karma should have had these uh, quotes for their marketing. You know, they should have. <laughs> well, you know what they should have done when, when the marketing guy said, you know what? We should name it Karma. They should have vetoed that because, yeah. you know, if anything goes bad, there's it's just too easy too to make easy. jokes around it. Right. I think you said it. I don't think it'll really ruin them per se. I just think it's going to be a very hard expensive lesson learned and you know and that's it but either that either that either they'll climb out of this hole or they'll become a tasty affordable acquisition target for some other company yeah uh, really you think it would go that that south for yeah. them yeah, hmm. it could happen sure. Sure. come on come on yeah have you been to Silicon Valley? Have you? Have I get you that. Seen but the graveyard right. of companies that once held great promise that innovated in an area that you're like, oh, they invented the XYZ. They'll never go away. And boom, right. somebody else comes up behind them and, you know, pulls, gives them a wedgie and they're gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I just feel like they've been, like you said, they've been around so long and this is just like a little kind of little side kind of product you know what i mean i mean i granted it was pretty big but i can't imagine they were assuming that it would it would start uh meeting or eclipsing the gopro sales well that's the thing the gopro sales were already on a huge decline like oh. rapid cliff decline yeah. and they were trying to figure like you were out literally wearing one of those winged squirrel suits with the gopro on pretty much pretty <laughs> and then the guy crashed in the tree <laughs> Pretty much. Well, we talked about this because the issue the issue with the GoPros was and you know, armchair quarterbacking, there the decline was market saturation. Because mm. once you get one, the next one that they come out with is not revolutionarily better than the one that you already have, and the one you have is great. Right. right. So yeah. so then you you have a, a you know, you have a, a one time customer instead of a repeated customer. You don't have built in obsolescence no repeatable income. Right. Like, like with Max, you're essentially buying a subscription to the Mac. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like every two years, you got to go re-up your subscription by the latest Mac. Yeah. Not so much with a GoPro camera. They're already rugged and designed to last pretty much forever. So it's kind of like you ever, you ever shoot with the uh, Shimera boxes? What do you yeah. mean? The light, like, those it, modifiers? Yeah, the, the lighting modifiers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's exactly. guys who had them from the 70s. And yep. they try and literally Shimira's people try and reach out and be like, "Hey, you want a new one?" Like, no, I'm good. Yeah, it works fine. <laughs> yeah, yep. I love it. Now it's yep. retro. You know, it's got that old purple logo. Can't get that anymore. Okay, still works, <laughs> still works for me, man. Don't need that. Yeah, yeah. 
Or Rolexes, right? <laughs> like, oh, at least they appreciate in value. They appreciate. Yeah, they appreciate. That's, but that is it's an not investment. like they're getting reoccurring revenue off of that Rolex customer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, yeah, guys who buy them point. usually can buy more than one, but yeah, I get they that. Could, yeah. Why would they? Right. right. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Snapchat's new spectacle glasses. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. So you're racing against the clock. To wrap up three projects, you're prepping for a photo shoot later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. Welcome to life as a freelance photographer. Challenging? Yes, but our friends at FreshBooks believe the rewards are so worth it. With freelancers and small business owners in mind, FreshBooks has announced the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for our needs, photographers. FreshBooks has created a super-intuitive tool that makes it easy to create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. You can easily customize your invoice with your logo, color scheme, or any image that reflects your brand. You'll be able to see what invoices have been sent, viewed, and paid, as well as overdue and outstanding invoice totals. You can even chat with your client regarding an invoice once they receive it. The modern and simplified dashboard works as the hub of your business, answering the most important question— how is my business doing? You'll have quick access to outstanding balances, spending, total profit, and accounting reports like tax summary and profit and loss. Tracking expenses is as easy as taking a photo of your receipt and using the FreshBooks iOS app. You can track expenses by vendor and by category. And time tracking makes it easier to bill for time by client and by specific projects. You can easily start your timer and track your time to the minute. And when it comes time to create an invoice, you'll know what you did and when you did it. So get ready for the simplest way to be more productive and organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to the TWIP audience. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com TWIP and enter TWIP in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Start your 30-day free trial today. And we thank FreshBooks for supporting this episode of This Week in Photo. All right, we're back. So, if unless you've been living under a rock or gallivanting around Puerto Rico. <laughs> hey, this I heard about only because I sign up for the Hustle email newsletter. Okay. That's about it. All right, well, tell us about these glasses then, Jose Rosado. I think what was really neat was they, well, okay, if you What follow, are they first? Define it. What right, are if you follow... I don't remember the founder's name, but um, he was seen for a while now, almost maybe a year, wearing these really big, thick black room glasses. And people were obviously you're in Silicon Valley. People were, um, you know, trying to figure out what it was and you know, whispers in, <laughs> in Silicon Valley. And they finally, the within the, the back, last, back, the back corners of Starbucks everywhere. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and it finally came out that they were making glasses that could essentially record snapchat or record for snapchat and i think what was interesting was hearing about how they're implementing them that they're doing they're doing a kind of almost like a gorilla grassroots kind of approach where it's all just vending machines and they're not even you know really big branded while they are big and yellow but you know, it's not like uh, you can imagine you would sell these things everywhere if you wanted to. Yeah, they look like minions. They look like giant. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's exactly what I thought of. 
yeah, right. exactly what they look like. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was brilliant and a breath of fresh air from the from the tech industry mm -hmm. in marketing because it's like everyone has been settling into this shades of Steve Jobs keynote mm -hmm. yeah. launch yeah, yeah. stuff. Yep. Right? Gotta right. get on stage, gotta do a slideshow, gotta show you, reveal our product and then announce pricing and availability and open up the website, rinse and repeat. That's what yeah. we've seen yep. over and over again. These guys did something completely different. I and Right. And what was interesting was in the, for anyone who doesn't, if anyone doesn't read it, but the Hustle Newsletter honestly is great. But one of the things they mentioned I thought was really interesting was they went the complete opposite way in terms of how they launched it, how they talk about it, that Google Glasses did, or Google Glass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the Google Glass was appealing to its, you know, seriousness and its, you know, trying to, to be literally the epitome of Silicon Valley and, and all this kind of stuff. So you had the term glass holes come out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then now this one's like, no, we're not. It's just like a little fun thing we're doing. It's not that serious. And they're playing yeah, they aloof. A they said they yeah. would classify it as a toy. And mm -hmm. the 130 bucks Google Glass was, what, $1,500? <laughs> yeah. Get a set. And yeah. then you had to apply to be on the Explorer program and mm -hmm. all this stuff. To get oh, the exclusivity was insane. Positioning. Right. Yeah. These, yeah. Google wanted to say, yeah, these are high end, exclusive, you know, only elite people can get them. Yada, yada. Like yeah. We'll Google. Google. Yeah. We'll give them to the stars first. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, Snapchat comes on and they put a orange minion or yellow minion looking vending machine on Venice Beach, Venice Beach in the middle of a parking lot <laughs> like a pop-up food truck and yep. lines form around the corner and then mm -hmm. three hour, three hour waits people already on eBay selling them for 500 bucks really yep. thank you see this is the kind of marketing i like that's right. yeah yeah that is and of course when you put on Venice Beach then you know you're going to have some celebrity standing in line TMZ is yeah. running up and it's just and it's and just do it all by itself yeah. So Crazy. Snapchat, you done good with whatever ad agency you hired that came up with that. Good job. <laughs> well, then they, they release like the next location. Like, like if you go on the website, it says like in 10 hours, we'll tell you where the next one is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a food truck. Right. Like food right. Truck. Or like, what's that thing with like the private concerts and stuff? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And they do like concerts and they're like, oh, it's a secret concert. It's a secret yeah. this. And yeah. yeah, and you build that buzz, and we're talking about it. So I wonder, yeah. I wonder if this is, if you know, this from my perspective so far at least, this has been a success for them. I wonder if we're going to see other companies follow suit with this kind of stuff. Right, right. So limited time only. We're only like, can you see Apple doing something like this? <laughs> and the craziness that would ensue. Pop up yeah. Apple stores around the country that are only there for two hours, and that's where you can get the next big thing that Apple released because they oh only, only people, made people couldn't yeah, yeah people couldn't set up tents fast enough. Oh well, my god, yeah. And you talk about being relevant. It's like you take a software company that everybody is nipping at their heels with every you know you know, Instagram and things like that. And then these guys come out with, a, you know, a hardware piece that's, you know, everybody's talking about and all of a sudden it's relevant again and you want to go to Snapchat and see what it's about. And, yep. you know, so, you know, yeah. like you say, it's pretty brilliant. That was a, I think it's a really good move. Good move. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to steal that and say it, I made it up. So Even the technology, it's like, you know, you're shooting from it and the phone orientation, no matter how you turn it, it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So the glasses, um, so there are glasses and essentially what they do is they, like Jose was saying, you pair them with your 
with the app on your phone and you hit a little button on top and they record a couple of seconds of video of whatever you were doing and you can upload that directly to your Snapchat stories and then relive it. And the perspective and the lens that they put on the, these glasses closely approximate your field of view as a human. So it kind of really feels like you're reliving that moment through someone's eyes, um, which is which is kind of cool, I think. And now I realize now everyone, all, all everyone's going to do are those stupid hand-holding Instagram photos oh, where, <laughs> let's go, follow me. And then, uh, right. Everyone's poor girlfriend and wife and probably just, you know, uh, friend's own friend was like, come on, just walk that way. Walk away from me. <laughs> Is that a F- the FZ- FZF? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're just uh, like, poor guy. Never getting out of there. Never no, getting out. No. Then you'll have the feeds all- of the guys wearing the glasses on the beach and, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would wear these. I'd rock them maybe for like a day or so. I don't Which know. color are you going to go for? Black, man. Come on. There you go. Glasses only. Oh, I didn't realize they came multiple colors. Yeah, they're they're. I think they have three models. They have black, like a purplish teal one. I think I forget what the other one is. Probably yellow. No, I wasn't saying no classic yellow. I think red wasn't red or. I don't know. Yeah, but they're three colors. But there really is only one color. So you know, like like Henry Ford said, you can have this car in any color you want as, as long, long as it's black. black. <laughs> right. yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, but, red, yeah, teal, black, and like a red. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, red though. You know, I'm a I'm a fan of red. See the racing stripe red here. Yeah, you rock red. <laughs> yeah, red and black are is my color scheme. You know. All right. So anyway, that's Snapchat's new spectacle glasses. Check them out. I doubt if you'll be able to get a pair of these anytime soon. If someone has these, contact me. Let me know because I want to talk to you about them. And uh, I'm saying, unless you want to spend five hundred bucks on eBay. No, I don't want them that bad. I, I'd spend that five hundred bucks on something else. <laughs> And I'm not on Snapchat that at all lately. So right, yeah, I've been doing are Instagram you, are you stories. Are you are you on there? Are you on Snapchat? Me? Yeah, Jose. Um, no, not really. I'm I'm on it, but I'm not really using it much. I I I switched over to Instagram stories, but even that hasn't been much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I'm just I don't know, man. I'm I'm trying not to be curmudgeonly, but I just don't, I don't want to. I don't feel like people. Well, it's a two way street. I don't feel like people want to know that much about me and I don't feel like I want to share that much about me. So, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Right? I log in occasionally to look at the, you know, the goofy face swap things and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It might be a generational thing too. Cause I'm going to be the creepy old guy in there using right. products. Yeah. I agree. It's the same way. I mean, I sit there and say like, I work from home and I have two kids. Like, what am I going to, you know, yeah. Snapchat, like me driving to school and pick them up. Like, eh. Uh-huh. He's sitting at the same place every day. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to reveal the mundaneness of my life to people. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, <laughs> just said. What is it? The uh, fighting. Like the mysterious allure. You know. I'll keep. I'll keep some mystery in there for people. Uh huh. Yep. Security through obscurity. Yeah. Oh, there, there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. That's what they used to say about the Mac, by the way. They used to say because you know Windows machines get viruses all the time, and Macs didn't. That uh, it was security through obscurity because no one used a Mac, so it mm. was not really worth it for virus people to write viruses for. Wasn't enough of them to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's it going to run on? No one's using that crap. Right. Now yeah, the story's a little bit different. All right, guys, let's jump into story number three real quick. So Microsoft 3D. So Microsoft is trying to uh, bring 3D to everyone. So if you guys took a look at the story, there's a couple of sides to it. 
literally and figuratively. So they, they have this technology in Microsoft Paint where you can shoot 360 degrees of an object by moving around it with just a regular phone, uh, a regular Windows phone. doesn't work with iOS or Android. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. They lost it already. Windows That's phones. Talk about that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. So you can scan an object and then do things with it in 3D space and send it to people, and they've got a whole little marketing plan. Yeah, around. of course. The other five people around the world who actually use Windows phones. Yeah, well, I see. <laughs> the angry millennials send your mail to the angry Right. I'm just um, saying, I, they have to me it was just like anything else they have tons of promise they're great it was just clunky and and the worst part is they were amazing phones like like you know the way they're built the way their capabilities and all that were great for a long time they had the best cameras mm-hmm. but just the, the ui just sucked man and yeah, just right you can't come yeah. back from that, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like any, like the other stuff we're talking about. It's people get married to their devices and they become really sticky and it takes dynamite to, or something really crazy and, and irresistible right. to move them to something else. But this thing, one of the, so the being able to create 3D objects with your camera, that's, that's pretty interesting. And, you know, mm-hmm. although that's not new, that's actually been around for a while to do. Right. It's never been mainstream from a company like, like wind or uh, Microsoft, but it's interesting. Their overall 3d strategy, which I think kind of starts looking very black mirror scientific, you know, science fiction, like with the, mm-hmm. with the hollow lens that they have. Have you guys seen the hollow lens headset? No. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. So the link is in the notes and yeah, we'll put the link. That. Yeah. So when you get when you get a chance after the show, go look at this. Go look at the Hololens. Essentially, what it is, it's it's goggles, but it's like they're like VR goggles, but it's like aug- augmented reality times five hundred. So you put mm. these things on, it scans your environment, and then you it knows the geometry of your environment, and you can place things in there. Like you could in your room say, "Yeah, I want a fifty inch display on that wall right there." Let's see what open, it looks like. An open explorer on it, and you can surf the web over there. And then over on this wall, I want a television, and I want to watch Doctor Strange over there. And then on the table, I want to play chess <laughs> with creatures from Star Wars One or Episode, you know, A New Hope. I want the chess table on here. Oh, and by the way, I want to have a meeting with my friend in Shanghai, and he's going to be standing in the room with me. You know. It, it brings it's like it's like Pokemon Go, but for real. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is a piece of this overall strategy. So with this other thing of scanning things, so with the scanning technology that they have, you could scan objects and then place them or in give the them to other people around the world to place in their environments. And that's huh. that's some science fiction stuff right there. So yeah, yeah. I guess if you're a designer or furniture or you know anything art yeah. sure yeah. yeah yeah i think it's gaming imagine gaming imagine playing you know the new gears of war in your in your house jose instead of instead of being in some level that some designer <laughs> created you're actually in your house and around the corner is an alien or you know somebody else that's playing in another city and you you can shoot him and he dies and falls on your bed <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Some stuff's gonna get wrecked in my house. Then that's gonna be. Crazy. I, was, I was about to say some kids. Yeah, some like, of my like kids get knocked over. Virtual paintball. It's like virtual. Paintball. Yeah. I love it. Then they'll have yeah, shock. It's... They'll have shock vests, so you feel it too. Then. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And then, you know, haptic feedback, right? Hey, Sorry. if I can scan Angelina Jolie and she can sit in my house and play video games with me, that'd be cool too. There you go. 
Yeah, see, that's a business model. That's there a business model. Yeah, right? Celebrities getting likenesses of themselves. That Celebrity you gaming. You yeah. can pay to hang out. You could pay to hang out with Angelina Jolie or Beyonce for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all they'll do, too. I'll keep it real tight in terms of time. <laughs> People pay by the minute. You know, that's right. Where there's a will, humans will find a way to yeah. like some technology for the party. <laughs> Well, and it's Crazy. cool. I mean, the idea about a phone is pretty cool because the only experience I've had in the past was like a rotation, you know, a table that you had a spin with a camera on it that kind of mm -hmm. scanned it and didn't work yeah. real well. Uh -huh. So the cool thing is, you know, it's all going to, it's like 3D printing. It's like, you know, it started at a high end and then it worked its way down to functional, you know, tabletop a, achieve, achievable at Home Depot. Yeah. I wonder, you know what I think? I wonder if this, if the Microsoft technology, they, they've dumbed it down so that it works for the average consumer on a Windows phone and you just kind of spin an object around and scan it. What are the, you know, they've got to have created an industrial or military or ultra high-end expensive version <laughs> of this. With the red. Or something, right? Where, I mean, I can imagine, can you imagine like being able to scan an object and then I send it a 3D object, I send it over to you, Jose, and you can print it out on your 3D printer or just look at it in 3D space. You know, yeah, I guess this is kind of like this is kind of like anything that you've ever seen in the Iron Man movies, right? Yes. When he's yep. downstairs working in his lab and he's like sure, he's picking up stuff and uh -huh. right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so you just need to mix that with with uh, the Amazon Alexa or Siri or something so you can talk to it. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's all coming. Yeah. Telling you, millennial man, you were born too early. You need to like two two generations down the line. You know, you know, people that are walking around the surface of the earth because it's so hot with their spacesuits on will have 3D. Hey, that's right. My, my, my kid will be able to check that stuff out. It's cool. They can he, put already, he already knows more than me. They can put trees back where there used to be trees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my check God. This really cool forest. I think they were called redwoods back in the day. Uh -huh. See that? That's yeah. what a rainforest used to look like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Well, then we can have this week in photo VR, so we'll just all be in the living room talking. That would be killer, right? Sitting around, a, sitting around a, uh, on the couch. Mm -hmm. yeah. That reminds me, like, you ever seen uh, Futurama? Oh, yeah. When everyone in the future who died was, like, just, like, a, a talking head. In yeah. a jar. In a, in a jar. In a jar with water. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's a, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Only that jar will be a, a hard drive somewhere that will live on. Our consciousness yeah. will be in there. And there'll be a reconstitute us in VR so that we can interact. That's right. Hey, if Tupac can play at Coachella, I think anything is possible. See? <laughs> and how long ago was that now? That was a while, it was a while ago. Right? So now yeah. you could imagine he can play in your house. Uh -huh. That's yeah. true. I wouldn't mind a Tupac virtually, concert in my basement. In your headset, right? so. That'd be the new pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. See? See, now you're thinking like a future. Yeah. All this stuff's coming. All this, it's all coming. If they can launch, see, we start the show saying this breakneck pace of technology is too fast. They need to slow down. <laughs> and then we get to this part. We're like, oh. Speed up. Yeah. Like, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind you watching the UFC fight on Saturday in my basement. Yeah. You know, have, them, have them throw, you know, the octagon in my basement. That would be pretty cool. Well, it'd be like with Star Wars, they had the little game of uh, chess or whatever with the animals on the, you know. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I, what I would, what I think is going to happen, hopefully, probably maybe way outside of our lifetimes, wouldn't it be great to, to change the theater experience from a passive 2D or pseudo 3D experience to an immersive experience where you are in the environment 
and you know you're in the room with Doctor Strange as he's it doing works. things. You know you can look around in 360 and and not interact, but you could kind of feel like you're in there as they switch from scene to scene and get that hmm. I was actually there kind of feeling versus I'm sitting in a seat eating popcorn watching it unfold in front of me. Yeah, that is interesting, and hopefully then, it, like you said, it would be all around because I don't even like 3D movies. Yeah. Like the fact that like every 20 minutes something is supposed to come out of me, but it just gets blurry and I get a headache. You're right. <laughs> I sound so crotchety and old saying that, but I've never liked 3D movies. I think charge you more. It's like the whole thing's a racket. Yeah. Well, hey, I saw I saw Doctor Strange on opening night in 3D and IMAX up in Seattle. Oh. Dude, that was don't get me started. That was good. All right. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to do the IMAX, and so I think that convinced me I'll try it with him. So, listeners, go check out Microsoft's HoloLens. Go check out this 3D stuff that they're working on. We'll link to everything in the show notes. It's the future of a lot of stuff, you know, including photography. See, I worked it in. Photography. Nice. There you go. <laughs> nice. Bring it back around now. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's move into the listener Q&A segment. This email is from Kathy Holmes. She says... I'm interested in getting into fashion photography, but I hear it's a crowded space filled with insiders. How do I break in? And please don't say just keep trying. Just keep trying. Well, I'll swear. <laughs> Tim, come on. You're the man, man. You're the, you're, you're well, in the I don't know. Industry. Jose's in there the- too. So I think that, um, you know, reading that question, the only thing I thought about, it's like, you know, every city has, you know, a designer community, you know, clothing mm-hmm. design community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm by no stretch where I would love to be, but, you know, I tapped into that community um, and I work with them on a regular basis. And I think having the designs and the models and the makeup people and a crew um, and working with that was the only way I knew how to do it in the beginning Yeah. to the mm-hmm. point where, you know, when, you know, if the local magazines, you know, if they go to fashion stuff now, they call me because um, I've tied into that, that network. Um, and I obviously get that question on a regular basis. And I think that um, I, my answer to them is you have to be able to give value back to that community. It's like if you get a designer and you get a model and you get a hairstylist and you get a makeup artist and you're terrible, um, they don't want to work with you again. But how do you even get to that part where you get rejected? Like how do you, how do you get to the, that binary, I hope they pick, you know, I hope they select me point versus being a yet another photographer in the ocean of photographers that are trying to break in well you know for me it's like i'm in a you know i'm not in a big town that's a big you know it's not a fashion thing at all Sacramento's so pretty big though. well but it's like you know i've tried to, it's a small pond in a lot of ways mm-hmm. so the only thing i've tried to do is work in my small pond and expand my pond because i never dove into the ocean because i knew i'd be that little guppy and so I've kept expanding out to the point where it's like, as you know, it's like I've been able to do stuff in San Francisco and Seattle and things like that. Um, and the other thing, too, is it's like I've been nice to everybody along the way. Um, Relationships. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I have a friend who was a designer in an agency and we did some fashion work. This is like years ago. Yeah. Um, and I was always cool to him. And there was a point in which he said, he goes, you're the only one of these, you know, people that have come in, these contractors that have sat and like talked to me. Um, yeah. and then he gets promoted up and he goes to Seattle and he becomes an art director and he calls me first. Um, you know, and I delivered on that stuff for him and made him look good. And it's like, if you're part of the solution and not the problem, I think then that stuff just continues to expand. Um, what, what, what about 
so so that that's I, I look at it as like that's a broader industry, right? Yeah. So people that are hiring for gigs and that kind of stuff. Yes, fashion photography. But what about when you narrow it down to the stereotypical fashion photography in New York and you know the 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 stereotypical pretentious New York fashion photographer that walks up to a set five minutes before it's supposed to begin, assistant hands him the camera, <laughs> snaps two shots, drops the camera, walks away, you know, drives away yeah. in his red Ferrari. Jose, how do you get to be that guy? I mean, and I think Tim said it, you know, he, he, a lot of it and people don't like hearing it is just doing the work, you know, like working on your craft, getting better, not sucking. And then beyond that, it's, you know, putting together the team. But I, I think part of it is like, like, he, like Tim said, it's also realizing that everyone starts somewhere. So if you have that network and you say you're early on, well, then guess what? Try and find someone else who's kind of in that same space, you know, like like someone who's maybe a year or two out of art school or design school and say, hey, listen, you might not have a huge budget. Well, I can't afford to hire and pay the models to work those gigs with you. So what if we all kind of do our own thing? What if, okay, I'll shoot your stuff for next to nothing or for nothing, whatever, for a portfolio. And then I will go to the agency and say, let's just shoot your fresh, fresh faces. Yeah. And well, and you know what I mean? And, and just be realistic. And then you work on that and you keep building on it. You know, you keep working, keep testing with the agency. You tell them, Hey, look, I'd love to become a paid tester. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about it again. They're going to want to know, it, like, like Tim said, you're not a dick, you know, because yeah. especially in that, in that industry, you're talking long hours. You're talking being around people all the time. And a lot of times when people meet you, they want to know, can I spend 10, 12 hours with you on set? And and are, are you, am I, are you going to be like so disagreeable and have be a diva early, especially early on? That's crazy. Yeah. But be a diva to the point where no one's going to want to work with you. And, and if that's the case, it's like, you know, it's not going to bode well for you. That, and, that, you know, those are sage words and they translate to pretty much every industry, right? I mean, yeah, whether you're, yeah. you're a fast photographer, you're laying carpet, you're working on cars, you're working, you know, you, you gotta be able to, you gotta be agreeable and be a person that people want to be around. Yeah. Otherwise you're not going to be around people. And you know, if there's a budget find a gig at, where you can work solo. Yeah. If there's a budget at stake, they want to make sure that you're not going to screw it because then they're screwed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, like you said, you can, you can throw in any kind of metaphor you want. You know, when you start working with other people, it's everyone, everyone just remembers like sports, do your job. You know, like yeah. do your part, do your job. The collective whole will, will be a success. If you, any one person doesn't do their job and look, this isn't a school project, like a school group project, you know, yeah. where someone gets high the whole time, shows up for five minutes and still gets an A. No, like you will literally get replaced the next day or that same day. I've seen that happen, you know, so it. And, and never be called back again. Exactly. Exactly. And that was right. like, you know, like Tim said, you have to be nice to everyone. And especially in that very, ugly you know gritty snobby new york fashion industry the circles are very small and especially as you keep moving up they get even smaller so you might think it's nothing that you blew off some art director five ten years ago oh well now that person runs the company and they remember you oof that's tough and that happens all the time yep yeah yeah, yeah. Relationships, relationships, relationships. Yeah, and 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 you know, to 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 bring it back home for Kathy, you know, like it it, it might seem like she said like a, a kind of cop out answer, but the truth is, there is no secret sauce to anything. No, mm-hmm. 
it just comes down to doing the shitty work no one wants to do. Excuse my French, you know, and 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 being working relationships, period. Yeah, and totally. you know what? The biggest thing I think Tim can agree: know your craft, sure. Uh, be on time, sure. But I think the biggest thing also is emotional intelligence. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. can you read people? Can you take care of your own stuff? Can you not let things overwhelm you? Can you see it in other people? Whether it's your 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 subject, your model, or the makeup artist who's crying, or the you know anyone who's on set who maybe you start realizing is giving off certain vibes. Whether it's <laughs> get out or whether it's hey you okay, yeah. all that stuff goes a long way. And that's your job, right? You're you're yeah. the photographer as the photographer. You're the, you're the ring you're ringmaster, right? That's, that set for you're that, the head coach, that, whatever. Yeah, right. you're yeah. the CEO for whatever span of time because in the end the final product is your responsibility and no one's mm-hmm. going to say, Oh, these photos suck. Where's that stylist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's when these photos suck. Who do we hire? Oh, Tim Ingle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll even give you an example of like the team, you know, failing. It's like years ago, I had a hairstylist who came in and did, did a reasonably good job and I was pretty happy. And um, the makeup artist adjusted the hair because he wasn't on set. Well, this guy then turns around later on on social media and blasts her. And so I called him out. I said, you know, I can't have somebody on my team calling another person publicly out of my team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I said, I can't, I can't have it. I said, I can't take that risk and have the stress of now you being on set. So that was the last time I worked with him. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes. That's all you know? it takes. I mean, and, and you talk about not losing your cool. I mean, Frederick, how many times have you ever seen me lose my cool? All the time, man. Right? I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> You're known as the Incredible Hulk up in Sacramento. <laughs> no. no, but it's like you I just... You're always a rock solid, man. It's like, you know... Because you've got those, those steely blues, you know? You just you look at them and get lost. Right. You know, right. the no, I think it comes from being a dad. That's what it is. That's you true. Infinite most, patience. Yeah, I was going to say the biggest exercise in patience. Yep. Yeah. And yeah it was got, so... I got four. You have two, I know, so... <laughs> yeah. Ooh, four. Do you want to drink now? Jeez. Well, I got and two girls in college and two boys in high school, so... Wow. And I think you had a you have a mug that kind of, like, sums all this up, right? My mug? What is this? No, uh, Jose's. Oh, what do you, what oh, you have, the, I never actually bought it, but I wanted to. It said, go ask your mother. Or no, it said, don't be a, don't be a, a prick. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to jump into the picks of the week. Friday, November 11th is Veterans Day here in the United States. And as many of you already know, having spent eight years in the U.S. Air Force, I'm personally proud to be called a veteran. To celebrate this day, we're temporarily dropping the prices for three of our most popular TWIP school courses from $147 each to just $47 each. That's $100 off. For the next few days, you can get access to Pocket Shooters, Mastering iPhone Photography, Aurora HDR 2017 Demystified, or digital video alchemy pro video with non-pro gear each for just $47 and if you like all three you can grab the bundle for just $137 just use the code twipveteran and grab this essential training before the price goes back up so grab them now all right let's do our picks of the week you guys know the deal you can recommend something to the twip army that is related somehow to photography tim i'm gonna let you go first man what's your pick of the week you know, I, I always struggle with what to pick, but then I just go into my bag or I go into my, like, my, my cart and I look around, I'm like, what do I use right here? And so... That's smart. I don't even get know, that far. You know, and I, I love, I love my gels. I love color. Um, 
And if you buy a sheet of gel, it's what, four bucks now, you know, mm-hmm. a full sheet. And so for basically 50, you know, I have my Roscoe gel kit and it's got, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how many in there, but, um, you know, a full set of square, what are they, 12 by 12 um, sheets, 33 sheets. And it runs the gambit of colors. And these things have been amazing. Um, you know, I can pull them out and... And what are you gelling with those? So you're, you're, you're gelling the lights? And so do you do that technique where you, you gel the lights to a particular color temperature and then set your camera in opposite so that whatever I mean, you light with the gel is normal, but the background goes color? Rarely do I... Um, I used to color correct in the um, film days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I haven't really color corrected that. I actually love like these color shifts in temperature now. Yeah. But I'll do, um, like I shot my boys, so they finished their season up, and I took them all over on a Sunday, like five of the football players. And I took them to the stadium, and I did some shots with them, and I just gelled some blue on the edge of them. Um, and their color was blue for the team. So I just kind of nice. like used that. Um, I did some warming gels um, in a factory where this guy was um, um, doing some some welding the other day. Yeah. I gave him, you know, a warm edge just so that the, the, the weld seemed like it was playing more. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so um, I'll just kind of gel whatever the circumstances are, but keeping this kit in my bag, and I've, I've even gelled flashlights on stuff. I've gelled, you know, the strobes, the, the cool. LED panels. Um, and I think it's just a great kit. It's that Roscoe, you know, Cali color kit. It's just a great kit to keep in your bag. Nice. Cool. And it's 48 bucks, just under 50 48, bucks. 49 bucks, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. try to come up with things that aren't expensive. Yeah, mine is mine. My pick is expensive. Sorry. <laughs> All right, cool, Tim. Thanks a lot, man. That was a good pick. So, Tim, I'm not gonna lie. I looked at yours and I didn't even like. I just saw filter and I just thought filter, filter. Um, but your pick actually is a great segue into my pick. Oh, good. So, oh, go. you, you, yeah. So you're talking about you know shooting with gels and sort of thing, and that's one of those things that I'm sure you can appreciate. It seems easy in theory like everything in photography but once you actually try and execute you realize that shooting with gels is not as easy as a lot of people think Very at least true. okay doing it well just put that out there Thank you. yeah um so it was funny like i had mentioned earlier one of the people that i was really excited to meet finally meet uh when we went to puerto rico was uk photographer jake kicks and he's for a long time now been known as someone who who does amazing uh gel work and you know they literally just did the tutorial um with rgg edu where it's you know one of those things i mean rgg if you're not familiar with them they do extensive documentary or like documentary uh style videos and tutorials that have like docutorials there you go (laughs) docutorials where it's like 50 hours worth of or con- even more like 200 hours worth of content, 50 videos, something crazy. And, uh, and like I said, if you check out his stuff, you'd know he's, he's pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. And um, it was really funny because how we both kind of, you know, sharpened our chops at shooting gels and shooting in general was we literally both used to work at a place called venture photography um, at a school. You know, wow. I should say university. 
uh, for the UK people. And, uh, and we both used to work there. So he worked at one in the UK. I worked at the very first one that came to the US. And it, oddly enough, we both worked at them at the same time and didn't even know each other. So it was kind of, it was kind of wild us uh, finally meeting and catching up and talking. I interviewed uh, Jake Hicks, what was it, back in July. Oh, year. there. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, showing his stuff on the screen now, and his stuff is fantastic. So check yeah. out. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, just we'll link to this in the notes, but just get go to Twip and search for Jake Hicks, and you'll you'll see the interview and a lot of his work. The dude is is fantastic, yeah. and you know if he he can make a colored gel moonwalk. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's or the a, fact that how many he used at once is pretty wild too. Yeah, which is not yeah. easy. You got to check his stuff out, Tim. It's, oh, uh, look at it. I think I've seen his work before. I'll listen to the, the interview. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, go check that out. Very cool. Excellent pick, especially since there was a, a you know, twip interview that coincided with it, Jose. Right. <laughs> That's how I roll, brother. It's just yeah. a big circle. <laughs> yeah. It's a big, big circle. Yeah. yeah. All right. So my pick is the DJI Mavic Pro drone. Look at this. How come it didn't rise behind you? Uh, yeah, it would have been a lot of noise. <laughs> it would have thought, that. wouldn't it's it? Cute, look at the little face. Look at that. That's it's like crazy. a little kitten. Look at that. It's like a little kitten. It's like a little Star Trek ship. <laughs> it is. It is. So this is a Mavic Pro. If you haven't heard of it, it is, uh, it is from DJI, the company we talked about earlier in the show. It's their latest quadcopter, and it is small yet mighty. Look at that thing. So it is a couple of the top-line specs are has a range of up to seven kilometers or roughly four miles from the controller. This thing has a camera on it underneath this little thing here. So the camera is a 4K camera, 12.1 megapixel stills, I believe, out of this thing. The flight time on one battery is about 27 minutes. It's got sensors all over the place. Like on the bottom here, it's got four sensors. Two on the outside are visual sensors so that it can fix its place up on the ground and take a picture and come land on that spot again Jeez. it's got ultrasonic sensors so you can fly indoors and it knows its altitude these two eyes in the front are object detection and avoidance sense- sensors so if you're flying into a building it's smart enough to see it and stop <laughs> it's just it goes on wow. and on and it works like this so the arms just fold out like this like that these come down like that Jeez. and you turn, hit the button on the top, and you've got a quadcopter that's ready to fly. That's wild. Like that. Yeah, the cool thing about it is a couple, there's a ton. So go check it out. There's a bunch of demos, but the controller for that thing is tiny. It works with your phone, Android or iOS. I don't know if it works with Windows Phone, but Android. <laughs> Android. All right, Windows has their own proprietary thing. Don't I know. Them. They're going to come out with their not, own drone. They'll, they'll, buy, cool they'll buy GoPro. There you go. So. <laughs> But yeah. uh, the controller has three modes of operation. So you can fly hmm. it with the phone attached to it and fly around. If you don't want to use the controller, you can put the thing in Wi-Fi mode and fly with just the phone. Obviously hmm. with greatly reduced range, but you can fly with just the phone. If you want to just go get a quick shot, you know, from the top down, you know, want to pull up things out. And then you can fly with just the controller if you want without the phone. So you can fly any way you know you want and so it, well, quick question why would you use the the controller and the phone then so you can see where you're going because the, the oh. drone transmits hd video real time back to the screen so you can see where you're flying and oh i get and, it i get and, it and compose your shot have you tried is that like live facebook on that one 
Yes. I haven't done it yet, but yeah, it's Facebook Live. Yeah, directly out wow. of this. It's just using the same DJI Go app. You know, just That's like wild. Yeah. So here's my question, because I know nothing about drones. Uh, so, you know, let's just say for most people, that would now suffice for, let's just say, the consumer level, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then you have the prosumer stuff. You have the pro tier of DJ, DJ, DJI stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the flight time on that, because it's so small, is decent yeah 30 but minutes, for most but for, mo- for most working pros that's probably not long enough right well it, it's not i mean 30 minutes is a long time right 27 right. minutes so if you can't get the shot in 20 oh i thought minutes, it was like 17 minutes okay no 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 it's 27 minutes and the battery is removable you can check this out so this battery oh so essentially you could have one charging right yeah or one. just get yeah. three or four of these things and you're good yeah. all day you know they're 85 bucks each for for the batteries because they're smart batteries that will you can't overcharge them and if you let leave them sitting like in the old days if you left those kind of batteries sitting they would explode over time right yeah. um, much like a samsung phone but these, <laughs> these are smart and they discharge themselves after a certain amount of time has passed so hmm. you know they they're that's why they're so expensive they call them smart batteries yeah but uh yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, so there's there's a couple of configs. I think they have three configs, three SKUs that you can purchase it in. There's the, you can buy just the drone if you want to just fly right. around with just your phone. You can do that. Then they have the drone plus the controller. That's the one I got. That's a uh, nine hundred ninety nine bucks. Mm-hmm. So you get the controller. Oh, they too. saved you. It's under a thousand, dude. Yeah, it's only a thousand. If, it, yeah. if it was a thousand, I wouldn't do it. But nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. And then uh, then they have a config. I think they call it the fly more config where you get a bag, you get like extra, you get an extra battery, extra batteries. Oh, okay. And oh, wow. Not bad. Two extra batteries. So I think you have a total of three batteries with you. So what's uh, that like 1500? I think it's like 13 or 14, something like that. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you're getting into, I, if you're going to get into the drone space and start flying, this thing is more like a flying camera than any of the other drones so the other drones great cameras tim you've you've had drones for years right so they've they've to date have been required a certain amount of geekiness and hobbyist mentality about them right right? yeah way more than i wanted to do right yeah this one feels this one feels like it's a consumer drone that you know you turn it on you hit a button you're flying you say land you hit a button it comes in lands exactly where it took off from and you get shots you know it's that's wild it's, it's is, does it do like the other ones that when it when the battery starts going low it comes back home or no absolutely yeah wow yeah. nice frederick knows that one well <laughs> yeah <laughs> we remember that story <laughs> Yeah. So just a long story short, I, my Phantom 3, I had just gotten it, right? It was relatively new. Tim and I meet up and go fly that thing. And we're flying over like a little creek or something that's lined by trees on either side. And it starts, you know, it's smart enough. It starts giving you warnings like, hey, I'm running out of battery. And I just ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) I know this is going. So that's where this this object detection and avoidance system comes right. in on this one. Because it, what the old drones do, the old drones, the Phantom 3 Professional, it goes to a predetermined altitude and then beelines its way back home to the point Not where knowing off. if there's a bunch of trees in the way. There's no idea what's between <laughs> it and where it's trying to go. And this thing was coming back towards those trees and it was beeping. Over the water. Yeah, it, over the water. So if it hit the trees, it would hit the trees and gone into the water. So yeah. I'm trying to cancel the auto return so I could, you know, take control oh of it. Oh my god! But it's a two-step cancel. You have to like 
say cancel and then it says are you sure and i'm not looking at the screen i'm looking at the drone trying to fly oh my it God. <laughs> he's panicking and i'm seeing him sweat and it's like it's 30 degrees he's, out streaming it. he's streaming it on facebook <laughs> oh my god that's too funny and i'm yeah. standing in the water prepared to like go in if i have to oh right. yeah catch yeah. it yeah, that was my to... lesson. That was a lesson learned right there. I almost, I almost, that was almost a several thousand dollar lesson or a thousand dollar lesson. Oof. It's funny you mentioned that because literally uh, on Halloween, we went to my father-in-law's neighborhood and uh, we walked around there with the kids and we went to like this really, really nice neighborhood down the street. And <laughs> there was everyone, it was really funny in this neighborhood I don't know why I ever thought of this, but everyone sat in their driveway with um, a fire pit hmm. and they were drinking. So all they would do is, oh yeah, just go up there and get candy or they'd have hand them to you. And I'm you know, like, wow, that's pretty, pretty smart. And uh, we're, we're walking around this neighborhood and <laughs> you know, you see this, this, I'm like, is that a drone? And it was really small and it was flying and we're like, oh, guys, look, a drone. And they're like, oh, wow. And I just see the house, and then I see this dude walking in pajamas, just following it. And he's like, wait, what's going on? He's like, oh, man, it's just it's just like not coming back. It's not even, I can't even get it to work anymore. Uh, and it just keeps going. Mind. Yeah. And then it just, <laughs> and it just started just landing in someone's backyard. Oh, and it was like, man. oh, we'll just go knock on the house and go get it. And he's like... This is this is when you know you're in a nice neighborhood. He's like, eh, I only spent two hundred bucks on it. Screw it. Just throws the remote and just uh, walks away. What? My God. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's why I don't play with drones. Well, no. I mean, you just be smart about it. Like the whenever I fly, though, I still get that like. Oh shit! Kind of feeling. Well, well, well yes, like the butterflies <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. Like, like your you butthole puckers like up a little the bit. The further, the far, the, like today, today I flew that thing farther than I've ever flown this one. I think I went a mile, three hundred feet, a mile away. <laughs> well, not quite a mile. I could still see it, but it was very, very far. Right. Wow. And I was like, you get that feeling of it might not come back. <laughs> what if it doesn't come back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you love something. If you love something, let it go. Let uh, it go no, Frederick. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, bought a, I bought the Mavic, not the Karma. So. Yeah. Hey, I figure if Colin Smith can't convince me to get a drone, I don't think anyone can. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it shouldn't be a matter of convincing you. If you don't want a drone, don't get it. You know? It's yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not no, I just, no yeah. I'm, in, I'm into the Maverick. I may be, you know, I'm what? I'm four generations off now. Oh, yeah. Because you're, when I got my Phantom 3, you were, and your drone is so old, it had a crank on it or something, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It had rubber bands to start <laughs> it. Like, you wind it up, the yeah. rubber bands discharge. Look, yeah, literally has to like flip the prop to get it to go. Exactly. Right. You have pour a little baking soda and vinegar in the top. Well, and that's how I lost his finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all right man well, let's, let's get this guy off we're getting into yeah. the, we're getting the sillies now uh <laughs> before we shut the show down tim what's going on with you man where where can people catch up with you what do you got coming up next? yeah just my englephoto.com and instagram tim engle or um or engle photo inc you know there's a couple instagrams out there and just i'm just you know wrapping the year up um you know, I, and my coaching, uh, my track coaching, we start off season training, you know, mid December. Yeah. You know, I do, I'm a, I'm a sprint and jump coach also. And 
Oh, cool. So, uh, you're just the all American guy up there living in Sacramento, coaching. Look at that. Well, you know what? The, the, you just I love, call you American dad. That's what you are. I love doing yeah. the stuff with my kids, and you know, I only get about two more years of doing it it's good before they're out of high school. So, yeah, I'm gonna take advantage of it. Yeah, how many how many boys do you have? I have two boys in high school and then two girls in college. So okay, so two weddings that you have to pay for then. Okay. <laughs> really? Wow. I was, I was I was I had a good show, Frederick. I don't know why you have to do that now. Yeah. He just <laughs> likes to leave on a on a just just smash all your blocks and just now, no, I'm not getting a drone now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could get that drone or you could have an extra four people at the wedding. Let's or see. cake. <laughs> or cake. <laughs> Or everyone's getting cupcakes this is yeah because yeah, yeah. my dad had to get that mavic that's yeah. right <laughs> i'll right, film the wedding so you know jose what about you man what do you got coming up uh honestly not much because like like tim said i mean like, like a lot of us uh the winter kind of winds everything down you know in terms of shooting and stuff like that so um you know we've got a, maybe like one one more engagement session and Beyond that, just continuing to put in work over the winter with uh, Critics Against Depression, pretty much it. How's that going? Yeah. Not bad. Like like we talked about last time, it's um, it's learning a whole lot about new things, which obviously I love doing on repeat. Apparently, every few years, <laughs> so uh, it's learning about putting on events and how that's like cat herding, and it's a beautiful learning experience. <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's but going. rewarding though, right? It's all rewarding. Yeah, 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 it's good. And today was a lot of fun because we met a whole bunch of people at really, really smart incubators and, and uh, accelerators in Baltimore at different colleges. And so they've, uh, they've all expressed a lot of interest and hopefully can maybe, uh, who knows, maybe I'll be an accelerator or an incubator soon with it. That's very cool. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. All right, guys, we are at the end of another episode of This Week in Photo. I almost started singing at the end of the road by Boys to Men. Great. Go ahead, go ahead and bust it out. <laughs> no, I lost, my vo- I lost my voice in Puerto Rico. I'm lucky I could even talk. That sounds like a movie title. <laughs> <laughs> um, listeners, if you want to check us out, just head over to thisweekinphoto.com or you can subscribe to this or all of our shows. Um, over at thisweekinphoto.com. I think it's at slash subscribe. And now it's time to take that lens cap off. Oh, 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 oh,